Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Life Reimagine, Making the Impossible Possible. We are here with part two series of becoming the best version of you. And I am joined by my beautiful co-host. Hello, hello. Happy Friday. I'm Catherine Lukadu. And we have a great second series for you today. Last week we covered on, if you missed it, it was episode number nine. We covered facing fears, letting go of limiting beliefs, getting out of your comfort zone and having compassion with your old self and embracing the new. Yes, that was a good episode. There was so many nuggets, um, I think, to help people get into that mindset of, you know, do you want to really become that best, best version of yourself or have you dreamed of it or or maybe you just don't even know what that looks like. And you'd love to start exploring, you know, just really being happy and feeling joy. And I think that's what helps lead to becoming that best version of yourself. Absolutely. And so we're going to continue on today for our part two series and give you four more points on this whole journey, this yes, whole process. Absolutely. And Catherine, do you want to start us off? Sure. So the first one that we're going to be talking about today are creating empowering habits and rituals that will help you feel as though you are moving out of that comfort zone where sometimes you can just feel stuck or static in a certain place and you don't really know how to move out of that comfort zone because it's really easy for us to talk about it but sometimes it's not really that easy to put it into practice so today we're going to give you some helpful tips in how to actually empower yourself to create new habits and Chrissy, I'm sure you've heard the same statistics that I have, where it can take up to 21 times. And I'm not going to say days. I'm actually going to say times, 21 times to create a habit. So whether that's one day after another, or whether that's just repeating the same action 21 times, that's when you start creating a ritual or a habit. And I think it's really true. Um, I know that people who embark on a new um, exercise regime right now. I know when I started uh, for me, it's first thing in the morning and I do it fasted. So I haven't eaten anything. I drink a big glass of water and then I go down and I walk on the treadmill and I lift weights and so on. But that's really not something I think that comes naturally to people to want to wake up and then put yourself on a treadmill and sweat to death first thing in the morning. But you know, I think when you keep doing it, I actually can't not do it now. And it's not that I'm obsessed with it. It's just that I know how great I feel when I walk out of there and I have a nice hot shower. And I've noticed that, you know, usually there's only one or two days of the week that I won't do it, but I do know that there'll be exercise somewhere else in the day. I'll go for a walk or something, but my body does not feel the same. You know, I feel stiff. I feel like the blood hasn't moved. My mind actually isn't as clear as it is when I first start that. So that's a ritual that I had to intentionally start and intentionally make myself get up every morning and, and do it. But after years now of doing it, I just do it. And so that's where it becomes that habit. 
but it definitely doesn't start out like that. Right. I mean, it's easy for, it's different for everybody. You know, I mean, if you have a background in health and fitness, it's, that's just something that's always been ingrained in your, who you are. Right. So you're going to show up as such, but if you're somebody who's just starting out and you're like, gosh, I'm just not that person. How do I get there? How do I create these great habits and rituals? Well, you know, there's a lot of literature out there you know, content out there. I know Mel Robbins has a five second rule where she, you know, teaches yeah. people to five, four, three, two, one, and boom, you're up in the morning and you just don't have time to think about it. Yeah. You know, so whatever works for you, you just have to get started. And whether that's in the comfort of your own home, if you feel a little nervous about going to a gym, totally fine. Just get started. If it's just with a walk outside, we all know how to walk for the most part, for those of us that are blessed to still walk, get outside, walk around, be in nature. So there's a lot of things you can do to start this, these rituals and, and create new habits. You just have to get going. So what if we just move beyond, um, the usual habits when we think of a habit, mm -hmm. right? Why don't we think of a habit as brushing your teeth? right? Or, or waking up and, and getting out of bed, you know, like that's a habit. You do it every day, brushing your teeth. You do it every day. So if you're thinking that you would like to take on a new ritual, and I think a really another important ritual is drinking water. It sounds like the most simplest, ridiculous of rituals, but it actually, if you can do nothing else, and in, in your day-to-day -day life or living or, or anything, if you don't even want to change your health routine, just drink more water. Um, I read that the moment you actually feel thirsty, you are, you are already dehydrated. So you should never actually let yourself get to that point. And I know so many people talk about, well, how much water are you supposed to drink? Well, you should be drinking your weight in water, they say, but if not, then at least six to eight glasses a day. And I think that that just starts a great um, addition to creating a habit or a ritual. And it's so small, but if you can drink water every day, then imagine what other things that you can add into your daily routine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. You know, it's getting out of your comfort zone if that's something that you're not comfortable usually doing. And just that little change, that little shift of your daily routine will start stacking healthier choices down the road. Um, I really, you know, I'm a big habit and rich, a ritual person. I've been doing rituals since I was in my teen years. And so this is something that's really just close to my heart. Um, and I was just going to kind of go off a few things that a lot of people don't normally talk about. I mean, they're, they're included, but they're just not maybe, um, of, of importance that people bring to the table, uh, when speaking about it, but we all know cold plunges have been a huge, you know, thing now with, um, Wim Hof, you know, and breath work, those are really, really life-changing. I know it's not always the easiest thing to do a cold plunge or a cold shower, but that's a great way to start it. You know, what it does to your body is just, it's life-changing. I know Tony Robbins will jump into a cold plunge every single yeah. morning, gets out of bed, goes straight to it. You know, it fires you, it clears you, gets you ready for the day. Um, but other, other things that we don't think about, um, even with just besides meditation, energy work, journaling, you know, breath work, cold plunges, those are very common, but even being cognizant of what you're putting in your body. So it goes deeper than just water. 
you know, I don't, I think it, it needs to be talked about more and more. And it's something that's I've been looking, I've been involved in for over 25 years is organic whole foods, eating what you're putting into your body. You know, what you eat and drink greatly affects your frequency. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. We are made up of energy. We are energy. And once you start looking at that with a different lens, understanding that what you put it, put in your body is going to greatly affect your mood, your mm-hmm. frequency, you start making different decisions no, because, and I, and I like to think of it as, um, you know, questions that come up are people who get into the whole manifesting vibe. Manifesting is real. I've experienced it a lot in my life, mm-hmm. but I also understand if I'm not clear, if my energy field isn't clear, if I'm not vibrating at a high frequency and nourishing my body, nothing's going to change. Yeah. Because at a cellular level, that's where it starts. And so rather than getting attached to these fad diets and magic pills and, you know, um, the morning routine that we all talk about, mm-hmm. it's deeper than that. So first and foremost, yes, water is, ama- is definitely essential, but go deeper with that and really start being cognizant of what you are putting in your body every single day. Yes. And I think a great analogy is um, we, you know, you go and you buy something really expensive, right? Go and buy a really expensive handbag or a pair of shoes or an expensive car, whatever it is. How do you treat that? You treat it so well, don't you? If it gets dirty, you clean it off. You, you want to protect it from water. You want to protect it from all kinds of things. And, um, you know, for the most part, I don't think that you would dump a box of Cheerios in it. I don't think that you would, you know, carry around something dirty in it because you would want to protect it. We don't see our bodies as these golden vessels that we only get one of, like a purse you can replace, a pair of shoes you can replace. You cannot replace your body. And people don't realize this. They don't actually internalize that we only get one and everything you put into it is is essentially how you are treating your body. So if we could treat our body like this golden vessel that it is, that it needs to be protected and cared for so it will last a long time, just like a purse or shoes, then I think that we would be all, you know, so much healthier. And, you know, if you wonder why you don't glow, for example, it's usually about what you're putting inside you. And it's just like you said, it's organic, it's healthy eating. We know that everyone, you know, maybe has a vice and whatever that is, if it's bread or a pastry or chips or whatever, but what have you done the rest of your day, right? Is 90% of your day taking care of yourself and what you're putting in it? And are you being aware of that rather than just falling into whatever is easy. Easy is easy, but easy does not make for good results. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually just had a conversation with um, Theo, who's in my office. And I said, you know, you probably never see me eating out. I, I, my office, I can look at the drive-through of a fast food right in front of me there. I can hear people ordering on the drive-through. It's that close to me. And in the five years that I've had my office, I've walked twice over there to get something because for me, I would rather have the healthy meal and 
and feel better because I know what the result is, right? I know I'm not going to feel good. I know it's going to make me tired. It's going to bring me down. And then it's almost undoing all of the goodness that I've done all day long and, and you know, the, the exercise in the water. So I just know that it's like I can future pace. If mm-hmm. I have that, I'm not going to feel good. So I'd rather feel good and not worry about it. So I think that you're, you're giving, you're empowering yourself when you do that. And when you can do that on a constant basis, that's where you're developing that habit. Mm -hmm. Forming great new habits and that are going to really allow you to become the best version of yourself. That's the whole point of this. And this is a really, really important part of this whole topic to dive deep into, because it's going to be the foundation of where you're going to end up. Yeah. So true. So the next one, I love the next one and it's called developing a growth mindset. Um, so, you know, this has come from, there's, there's two theories about mindset and it's a fixed mindset or a growth mindset. And your fixed mindset is, you know, you're, you're fine. You're in your comfort zone. You're happy as you are, you're not growing, but you know, it's the status quo. It's every day is the same. And you haven't given yourself the permission to even think about what changes you might want to make. You know, can I move beyond where I am now? Um, you know, are you haven't thought about becoming the best version of yourself yet when you're in a growth mindset, Chrissy, why don't you lead us in to what that growth mindset looks like? It's, it's, I I believe it's what you do. You consume content that's going to help you learn, expand and elevate every single day. So it's, it's what you're, what you're doing day in and day out to elevate, you know, what are you doing for me? It's being so laser focused on what I allow into my into my being. So I what don't want and who, what and who absolutely. Yes. And very important. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I don't watch the news. I never watch the news. The only way I get the news and there's certain times I have to obviously be, you know, I need to look at what's going on in our world, but I don't watch the news and, um, it's a to- totally different topic, but, um, I don't listen to negative content. I, I, I really watch my social media time. Now I'm, I used to be on social media every single day. I'm not anymore. If I am, it is literally for five to 10 minutes. That's it. Just to check in to see if there's a message or whatever, but I greatly limited that. Um, all of these, the reason I'm bringing up all these points is because it does impact your growth. It does impact your mind. It does impact every decision that you choose to make. I know I've been so much more productive now that I've taking a step back from social and, and it's not that I'm going off social because I have to be here even more so than ever before, Mm -hmm. but I'm looking into resources available to me to help grow that they can be on there a little bit more with my content and help position that. And I can be doing what I do best, which is focusing on myself and expansion and moving forward. So I just think it's really being cognizant of where you're, where you're designating your energy. And I think it's important to note that 
when you're in a growth mindset and you're looking to better yourself, it doesn't mean you don't make mistakes. It doesn't mean you don't have failures. It doesn't mean that um, you, you don't have weaknesses. It just means that you don't concentrate on them and you don't actually fall back because of them. It's, it's basically you say, okay, so I'm not great at that right now. So either I can become better at it or I can leverage someone else who is good at it. And I'll let them take care of that for me, but you're not bringing yourself back. And, and, you know, it's not a fault. You see everything as growth. So, um, you know, here are my strengths. Here's where I can improve because everyone can improve. And then if it's something that I actually just don't like, or it doesn't make me happy doing, um, then I'm going to let someone else take care of that for me under my supervision. And that's what leverage is, right? It's having other people fill in the things that you don't like, or as they say, that don't bring you joy. I'm so so glad you brought that up. I just experienced that last week and they're tough conversations that have that have to be had. (laughs) I mean, if you're not experiencing joy in what you do, you're not going to grow. If anything, you're going to start suppressing and, and getting smaller and smaller until you just combust. I mean, you have got to uh, align yourself with the day in day out activities that do support your growth. That's yeah. extremely important in the areas that you don't then leverage it. Yes. Yeah. And I also Plain find when, when you find yourself doing things that you don't like or that don't bring you joy, um, you become very depressing to be around because you're not happy, right? You go around in a negative state. Oh my God, I have to go and do that again. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, and I also find that you're not in a growth mindset. If, if what you do every day feels like the worst task in the world, (laughs) no, they say, find, you know, find something that you can do every day as a, as a job or as a business that you enjoy because then it won't feel like work. And I think that when it does feel like work, you're going against what's natural to you. And it's either start learning about what it is that you're finding challenging or get some help. You don't have to be stuck with something you don't necessarily like doing. Absolutely not. And it's going to eventually build, resentment's going to keep building too, because you're going to start resenting either the business partners that you're with or whatever it may look at, look like, because that's not a great space because that's just disaster waiting to explode or implode. However you look at it. I mean, it's just, it's not a good space. And so it's really important to honor yourself, to speak your truth and, um, to stand in your power. I I can't repeat that enough. It's really important. Yeah. And just keep looking forward, Mm -hmm. you know, just keep looking to, to make, I always say that there's, there's always a better way. Right. If, if, if something that you're doing now isn't working, the growth, the, the growth mindset part of you will know that there is a, there's likely a better way to do this. And if you start questioning that, you'll find it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. The next one, shedding expectations. This is a big one. I think for a lot of people, I think a lot of people want to live up to everyone's expectations of them. And I think that we also have a lot of expectations of other people, which is why we get disappointed so often. Mm -hmm. So um, I think that that's what shedding expectations. I think it comes down to that part of your identity is actually based upon 
other people's expectations of you. And I think that that is what causes us not to keep moving forward in becoming the best version of ourself because we're fulfilling everyone else's agenda mm-hmm. and not ours. Sometimes we don't even know what our own agenda is because we're trying to fulfill everyone else's. So I think that that, you know, the, the looking inward and knowing what your purpose is, what do you want to accomplish? What does that look like for you and not for others? That's where this sort of begins. Yeah. And I, and I believe that expectations are just unhealthy attachments. You know, it's, it's the ego, the need to control outcomes. And, you know, the key point is it, the practice, if you will, is to let go learn the art of letting go, learn the art of just showing up for yourself and doing what you, what you can do and releasing control. When you come to the table, when you, you shown up for yourself, when you're, you're at your fullest, when you're able to give everything and say A, B, and C, they don't come to the table and do what they were supposed to do. It doesn't affect you as much. I'm not saying it's not going to kind of, you know, you know, trigger you a, you know, a little bit, but it's not going to, you're not going to lose who you are because someone didn't, you just, you no longer, you don't need that in order to feel like feel fulfilled is the best way I can explain it. So I I believe they are unhealthy attachments, um, expectations. Absolutely. And I think that when you put such, such expectation on other people, um, you are leading yourself to disappointment. Mm. Um, one of the things that I changed in my life, and I would say it's it's a good maybe four or five years now, is I no longer have expectations of people. And what that means is, you know, I'll give, you know, I'll ask someone to do something for me, or uh, I'm in a, a relationship, a business relationship, or with a colleague. I don't have these expectations that they're going to transform my life in any way. Mm-hmm. You know, it's more of we're on the same line. And if you do do something that exceeds what I was hoping for, that's amazing. And if you don't, I'm not disappointed. Right. I, it just, it is what it is. And so I think when you can remove expectations that you have of people, You know, when I see people that are devastated when something happens, well, why did you put such high expectation on that person? Why did you elevate them beyond where they're actually at? Why are you putting someone on a pedestal? They're a human being and human beings make mistakes. Human beings will, you know, they'll do things that we don't always agree with, but if you don't raise them up, then they're not falling. You know, like you can't, someone can't fall if they're on the same level as you basically. So I know my life has become a whole lot more peaceful when I don't have all of these expectations of people. I expect certain things of myself, of my behavior and, and treating people, you know, honestly and equally and, and so on. But I can only hope that they will have the same respect back to me and they will share in my mindset. But you know, I, I think I just don't get disappointed as much um, as maybe I used to when I had this idea that this person can't, you know, do that or can't make a mistake. I do too. I feel so much freer when I don't oh, yeah. lead by expectation. And I, and I've, I've gotten, it's still a practice, right. And you're constantly 
learning to master it, but I, I feel so much better. I I'm releasing control because I realize now that, you know, at one, I, I'm just, I have a big, a lot of faith and I know that everything is going to turn out the way it's supposed to turn out. Yes. My only job is to show up every day yes. and be the best version of myself. And if I didn't do what I, you know, planned on yesterday, it's not to beat myself up, you know, it, with that, with that whole process, like goes back to having compassion for yourself. Mm -hmm. It's forgiving myself and knowing that I'm doing the very, very, very best I am. I'm, I'm doing at this moment in time, but that all I need to focus on is me and becoming uh, also just of service to other people is really important because then I also understand that it's all, all about who, who I am, what I'm giving mm -hmm. and not this controlling outside of me to feed that joy. It's a different way of looking at it. Yes. And I, that's just how it's, what's helped me. I mean, everybody has their own systems yes. and, and strategies with everything in life, but that's helped me greatly is just letting go and knowing it's all going to turn out the way it's supposed to be. So so that we don't confuse two different things because we, you know, we were talking about having a growth mindset and what that looks like. And so someone might say, well, if I'm going to have a growth mindset, shouldn't I have certain expectations of myself? If I'm trying to create new habits and rituals, shouldn't I have an expectation of myself? And I think that instead of using the word expectation of yourself, maybe you're just, you have an objective or a goal. Mm -hmm. right? With an end result. And, you know, they, they talk about smart goals. So having something that is attainable with a deadline. So we're not using the word expectation. Now we're just driving toward a goal that is reasonable. It's attainable and there's a deadline for it. And all you have to do now is follow through with action. Mm hmm. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I was just going down the road of expectations of others. Yes. You know, what you expect of others to bring to the table. I feel like it's just you, you, if you stay in your lane and you focus on yourself and do what you say you're going to do, yeah. it will all turn out the way it's supposed to turn absolutely. out. Absolutely. Um, which I think we're going to bring us to the last point now, which in my opinion, I think is probably one of the most important ones and it will actually change, change or transform you. Um, and it's called staying present, like living in the present moment. And I found this statistic cause I was, I was so curious about this just before we got on, I researched, um, the percentage of people who, practice being present in life. So here's, it's kind of sad. 46.9% <laughs> of the time we are mentally checked out. I would have almost, thought it's higher, higher than that. <laughs> almost half of the day. Well, maybe some people are <laughs> mentally checked out more than that. I, I would have to say, I yes, that's definitely a possibility, but Imagine 50% of your day, you are not living in the present and you are mentally checked out. Now, whether that's on your phone, whether that's social media, or whether it's just daydreaming, whether it's thinking about worst case scenarios in your life, fear, anxiety, whatever that is, that is a shame. You, you have knocked off half of your life by being mentally checked out. That is wild and sad at the same time. Well, right. I mean, living 
living in the past or anticipating the future events. I mean, that's where many people sit. And rarely do you find somebody who understands the real gift, which is the present moment. You know, I mean, this is all we have. We're not guaranteed you know, the next hour, two hours, tomorrow, two months from now, I mean, people get so consumed with it. So it's, it's that fine line where you definitely want to have your goals, your visions and, and everything you expect of your life to be. But then you have to also understand that nothing is guaranteed. So while that's, it's healthy and important to set that you also have to understand that being in the present moment is really where it's at. And I believe a big part of, at least I see it in a lot of people that are addicted to social media. I go back to that because they're tuned out. They're, they're tuned out. They're not even here. They're just scrolling away and not even, and and they're subconsciously programming. I'm sorry. They're program programming their subconscious with images and content. That's more times than not useless. Yeah. And, um, you know, if we were to give advice on how to be present, so something to understand is that what you're doing right now is creating your future, mm-hmm. right? The future is based upon the actions, the people, the things you're listening to, the people you're talking to, you are creating it from now. So if you are not actually in the present, then your future is never going to look different. And some of the things that I started doing, um, and this is just like a practical tip, just that has worked for me, is whenever I start to feel myself getting carried away or or stressed um, or feeling a bit of anxiety, I just stop whatever I'm doing. And I learned this is start tuning in to everything you hear around you. What can you smell? What can you hear? Can you feel if you're outside? Can you feel the air? Can you feel the sun? And as soon as you get back to those senses, you're now back in the present again. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't realized, I mean, how many people have said, you know, I'll say, oh, did you notice this on your drive home? Oh, no, I didn't because you weren't concentrating on, on what's actually happening around you. So even when I'm driving, I will pull myself back in, have the sunroof open. Like, what can I feel? What can I hear? And it brings you right back again. And if you have to do that many times in a day, what it does is it just centers you again. And a lot of that anxiety and everything, it goes Because the moment you start concentrating on where you are now, those future thoughts that you have, or if you're thinking about the past, they disappear. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I was working with a client a couple of years ago and she had extreme anxiety, extreme, and uh, was on all these medications. And it was just really sad. And I said, go off, go off your phone for 30 days, 30 days. Oh my God, I can't do that. Right. And she did. And she was a totally different person. I mean, we're, we have these attachments that we put, you know, and I understand we have to have a pulse on our phones, right? I get that. It's not what I'm saying, but like social media, if it's, if it's an addiction, delete the app, you know, if you know, you don't have control over it and bring yourself, like you said, back to where you can see, smell, taste, like all the senses. That's why like nature walks and moonwalks. I mean, moonwalks are a great thing. If you're a night person, just to go out there at night, if it's, you're not, you know, 20 below zero (laughs) and, um, really getting in touch and tuned in to leaving your devices at home and just be with yourself. That's a very quick way to put yourself back in the present moment. So releasing the attachments that chain us every day is, is extremely important. At least find time for it. 
take a break. And again, I, I keep using the word intentional, but you really do have to, I find these days, be intentional about it. Sunday mornings, I'll go for a walk. And there are some Sunday mornings where I say, no, you're not taking out your phone. I'll have it with me because it's country roads and you know, just never know coyote or something's going to shoot out of somewhere. But there, there are some Sundays where I say, no, Catherine, don't listen to music. Don't listen to a podcast, just walk mm. and listen to what's around you. And, you know, I'll come back more refreshed from those walks than I will had I listened to something and I was just walking like a robot. Mm -hmm. So it's really important. And funny enough, I had this conversation with my husband last night. I said, I, I think I need to go somewhere for 30 days. He's like, really? 30 days. I said, I need to unplug for 30 days and see what happens and come back and see what I come back with. Like what ideas or what, you know, what transformation will happen as a result of that. And I've never done that. I mean, I have actually been working since I was 12 part-time jobs in school and you know, I've I, even as a teacher, when I used to teach, teachers used to take the summers off. Right. And I could never afford to take the summer off when I was living in Europe. So even during the summer months, I was teaching foreign students who were being flown in just for summers and teaching them English like it's it's always been revolving. So. I, I, I've come to a, a space and especially, you know, since joining EXP now and everything is, is cloud and virtual, I don't physically have to be here in Canada. I could be anywhere for 30 days. And I'm really so tempted to, to, to try that this summer and just see, because I've never done it. Do it. It's going to, it's life-changing. We yeah. all need to have those moments where we can just disconnect and be with ourselves and not be, you know, taken by all of everything else going on. I, I'm all for it. I want to just go live on a ranch somewhere and, <laughs> you know, tune out altogether and just live, you know, and not be distracted yeah. by everything that we have around us. But it's like you said, though, it'll, it'll at least bring you back to self. And then what comes out of that? That's the exciting part. Like what new ideas and inspirations are you going to have coming out of just disconnecting for 30 days? That's what, that's what I'm it's fascinating. I think. And I know that it's almost like, um, you know, there are, there are processes, right? Like the, there are 12 steps of this and there are 10 steps of this. I'm pretty sure that there is this, uh, like detox process that you go through if you do do this, because you're going to go through the, oh, wow, this is great. And then you're going to go through the, okay, now what, now what do I do? And I think you'll move through these, but I think after about a week, I think your body would adjust to saying, okay. And, and I think it's, giving up the control mm -hmm. of what am I supposed to be doing now? Like that word supposed to, and you know, what should I be doing? And should I be, I, I need to get rid of that because I feel like I'm always on and uh, just trying to relax. I think I need to relearn how to do that. Um, and I think that that's something that would help me do this. It's a beautiful thing. I think you should do it. Where are you going to go? <sighs> It's got to be, it's got, it has to involve water. Yep. It has to involve, I feel like there needs to be a beach. Mm -hmm. I love palm trees. I love blue skies. So obviously it's sort of like Caribbean, but 
I want it to be safe, right? Because this won't work if I don't feel safe. Um, safe meaning my environment. I want the environment to feel safe. And I want to be in a place where, you know, it's easy enough to, to eat healthy and, and whatnot. So you know, I've heard a, a lot of people talk about, um, you know, going to Costa Rica and going to a retreat. I don't think I want to be somewhere where something is being imposed upon me, you know, like right now you have to go to yoga or right now you have to do these. I, I don't want that. I'm not really a, you have to do this kind of person. <laughs> I would prefer to be like, okay, do I feel like doing yoga today? Um, so I think it'd be a great experiment, you know, and I, obviously I would love to check in and we do the podcast. And okay. Here's week one. Here's what I've been up to. Um, just as an aside, I met a lady in Virginia beach a few years ago, and I went down there to speak at a brokerage and I was invited to a party that they were having. Uh, I think it was before the speaking engagement. And I met her and she was a, a luxury real estate agent. I mean, she lived, you know, they sort of lived, um, on the country club property. They went to dinner at the country club, gorgeous home. I think it was about 7,000 square feet. I mean, the whole thing, right. The nice cars and all of that. The year the pandemic started, they sold everything. They've got two university aged kids. They sold everything up and they moved to Costa Rica. They stayed in an Airbnb for, I think it was the first three months. And, and then their daughter decided to video this, this change of life and it's week one and week two. And let me tell you, I am fascinated by watching her, uh, basically documentary of moving their lives there from such a lifestyle they were living, right. Which you could say was very materialistic. Doesn't mean they were, but it's just the lifestyle was to, you know, now they're just trekking through mud and they're looking and they're finding insects, but they're present now. Mm -hmm. And if you see their faces in the videos that she's shooting, which a lot of the time they don't even know they're on camera, it's just joy and it's peace. And I don't know, like it's so enticing mm -hmm. and it's on YouTube. Um, but, you know, ever since I started watching that, I thought, huh, now, now that might be interesting. I'm right there with you. I'm, I'm all about that. I mean, my, my spot right now is Maui. We have friends who live in Maui and it is the most beautiful, serene, just, you know, I love roaming around in flip-flops and just, you know, like you said, it's just, it's just, you're in the moment you're amongst nature and the water and the ocean and beach. It's just, and don't you feel like everything just washes off everything? Like I don't, it's, it's so, it's so purifying. Like it's just the best feeling in the entire world. That's, that's how I feel. So that's kind yeah. of where I'm kind well, of guided to, you know, <laughs> and that's what all this has been about. So let's bring it on back. So our title to begin with our, our, our part one and part two was the journey to becoming the best version of yourself. And I think that we purposely chose the word journey because it's never ending right? That what, what you believe or what you strive to be the best version of yourself will always be evolving and changing mm. depending on where you are in this space and time. Me talking about going away for 30 days was not even a space in my mind five years ago or 10 years ago, right? Because you're, you're living month to month or, you know, whatever year to year, but as you evolve, 
that's where a different version of yourself will be come in. And I think pulling in some of these, like accepting that and empowering yourself to, to say, that's okay. You know, all of these things are okay. If that's how you feel. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's to, it's where everybody's at right now. There are some people that don't want to change. They, and that's okay. Like I'm, I'm not speaking to those people. I know you're not speaking to those people. We're speaking to the ones that are ready. You feel it intuitively. There's a nudge right now. And you're like, gosh, I just want a different life. I want to envision. I know I can do this like this. Those are the ones that we're speaking to. Yes. And so if you have that, if you feel called, if that's where you're, you know, you're, you're at right now, that's where these all come into play. You know, these, these eight points we made becoming the best version of you. You can start today. You can get going and just start making that small shift week after week. That's going to stack over time. And before you know it, you're going to want to take 30, 60 days away with no social report (laughs) and, and just start living just the life of your dreams. It's all possible. Every bit of it. And I was just going to say, allow yourself to dream, allow yourself to have these ideas that you thought were impossible and just make them possible. It's really not that hard to do if you decide that that's what you want to do. Agree. Well, there you have it. Parts one and two, the journey of becoming the best version of yourself. We hope that you have found something, even one or two little nuggets of empowerment, of uh, giving yourself a break, you know, um, allowing yourself to dream and explore what's out there. I think that's where you and I have gotten so much of our growth is we allowed it to happen. You know, we gave into it and we said, yeah, this is what I want. Now let's just embrace what starts to happen, embrace that opportunities will start to show up because they will, they always do trust the process. That's it. That's Mm -hmm. it. Trust the process. Well, if you enjoyed what you're hearing, download us, just press the download button. Give us a like, give us five stars. You give us four stars, you know, give us some feedback messages. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook, Catherine Lucado and Chrissy May. And if you're watching this, uh, feel free to share even our episode. Maybe, you know, someone who is in the process of wanting to make a change, share this episode with them. And, um, well, We will look forward to seeing you next week. And I believe we will have a guest with us starting off um, April, which will be very exciting. I love having guests in the show. I think it's so fun. Yes. It adds that nice element to it too. It does. Looking forward to it. All right, everyone. We'll see you next week. Make it a beautiful weekend.